Welcome to Pack Your Bags with Tui. This is the travel podcast where I speak to legends from the worlds of sports, food, science, entertainment and literature to chat about their greatest travel adventures and misadventures and see how these experiences have enriched their lives. It's a simple, simple format. Over the episode, they will reveal their three must-pack items. Could be a nostalgic memento, could be a practical accessory. Maybe it will unlock a surprising insight into what drives them and uh, what uh, motivates them to travel around the world. I don't know. It's. It, I mean, we had one episode where someone carried moist toilet tissue the whole time <laughs> and it, we went, went quite deep psychologically into what that meant about them. Uh, I will also ask to see their passport. I'm pretending it's because I want to look at the stamps and see what it says about them culturally. It's not, so I can just make fun of the picture. And to polish it all off, there's a quick fire round where you'd have to answer the first thing that comes into your head. And that amazing warm chuckle you can hear in the background is Candice Brathwaite joining me here. Uh, Welcome author, presenter. I mean, almost an insult to put a label on you. Medi- media personality. <laughs> And someone who had her own journey here, yeah. went to the wrong went place. To the wrong but, place. <laughs> I think we should talk about that because that is that is travel based. How are you? Welcome to Pack Your Bags. Thank you for having me. I'm in very good spirits. I don't even know how we ended up in the wrong place because <laughs> my driver used his sat nav. But then when we got there, it was also a podcast recording studio. So it threw me off a bit. But we're here safe and sound. And have you had any other experiences like that where you're traveling, where you've <gasps> ended up going to the wrong place? What are you like with, with that? Like if we, if we got on a plane, right? And you're yeah. like, oh my God, we've, we've flown to X instead of Y. Yeah. Would you roll with that or would you get up on the airport and fly back or would you be like, let's make the best of it, let's go on an adventure? I think now I'd make the best of it. Although I remember I used to travel with my maternal grandmother a lot and we were going to Barbados. My my mum's side of the family are from Barbados. Um, and she read the gate wrong and I'd read it correctly and she kept telling me to be quiet and like stop interrupting. And then we ended up at a gate where we were flying out to Japan and we completely missed the flight. But oh. since then, she's never not listened to me in regards to travel. Exactly. <laughs> Have that, sayonara. <laughs> Candice is here to chat about her travel experiences. She bought her three must-pack items, I hope. But before that, it's time for the passport check. Uh... That's a very po- I can tell you now, listeners, it's a very posh case. What is that? What's that case? I don't know if we can say. Why can't we say? <laughs> I don't know. We're not sponsored by Goyard, are we? No, yeah, I don't. It's Goyard. I'm so common, I don't even know what Goyard <laughs> means. So I thought that was something like a gallstone or something you had removed. What's a Goyard? It's a French designer. Oh my God, I feel yeah. such a so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's have a look at the picture. Right, what's going on? Let's... It's pretty good, you know. I'm not even going to front. Oh, you managed to get a pout in. You look yeah, good. Yeah, they've good, got sexy. red lipstick on. Yeah, it's a bit of a vibe. Because <laughs> we're not allowed to smile. <laughs> no. So your options are, well, what I've discovered on this series, either look like you've just been convicted or sexy. They're your options. <laughs> you've, got, you've gone sexy. I, I look, love it. I look <laughs> like I'm in some sort of institution on an island the Americans run somewhere off. <laughs> Somewhere in the Caribbean in mind, like I've been captured for something radical. Right, let's see if there's any good stamps in here. I don't think so. Are there any good stamps? Is it a newish passport? What's the date? No, it's quite old. 16. So, what was going on in your life in Feb 16? Oh my gosh. If we could go back there now, who would we, what type of candies would we meet? Very confused. Yeah. Confused? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think 16, yeah, my, so my dad died in 2009. And my, I don't want to say funny enough, my dad died whilst I was an au pair in Naples in Italy. Bloody hell. And I was like, so I was six months into living with that family and then he got the flu and it turned into pneumonia and he just oh, literally dropped oh dead. No. So that 
that interrupted that travel experience. But it was my dad who really encouraged me to travel, to be fair. So you've lived in Naples in Italy. Yeah, and I've done a stint in India for four months before. So what's Naples like then? It's it's harsh. It's aggressive. It's it's quite rough around the edges. The culture's great and many of the people are great. I will say this though, and I feel like I can speak frankly because I always do anyway. There is another layer to travel when you're a black woman. It, you know, I had good times, but it was rough because people always assumed they were like, no, you're, you're not British. What are you doing here? Like, do you even have a passport? That was very much the vibe when yeah. I was traveling there, which it can be a bit. I wouldn't go back there in a hurry, which is a shame because I know my white friends love it, but I just didn't have the same. I'm wondering if north of Italy and south of Italy is different. I, said the, I only traveled through Naples to get to Procida, the little island yeah. off there. It was one of our last trips when Lindsay was fully up the duff. Yeah. So Lindsay's, <laughs> Lindsay's got Italian heritage. Yeah. I look a bit like, God knows, I'm like someone put something in a blender and made me. <laughs> Um, but so but the islands are beautiful, but I have mm. heard that about Nate. And it's, it can be like that around the world. You sort of forget you have, you might have an experience based on how you look. It's easy to yes. forget other people from a different experience. I've got a, a well-known female comic who's a good friend of mine, black female comic, mm. and she had that sort of experience in Dubai where yeah. I've gone, you've got to go, you'll love it, babe, because yeah. she's into her luxury and the finer <laughs> things. And, and of course, you get a different experience yes. in some places based on who you are. I mean, yeah. that, that said, your passport, I think, a lot of people would swap those stamps out. We've got Mauritius going on in here. <laughs> France, Italy. It's not bad. I'd like to I'd like to eat the cuisine of your passport. Oh yeah, Tastes the food good. is good. Okay, so um I believe you have some luggage here today. What is your first must pack item? All right, really basic, um, but such necessity contact lenses. I am severely short sighted. Like something has to be right on my nose for me to see it and there have been times when I've been travelling and I've run out of contact lenses and it's absolutely ruined my experience being a glasses wearer I know mm. that's a, it's very boring but it's so practical like you want to do something you want to take part in an experience you've got bloody glasses on can't really <laughs> get in the sea with them but I can't see <laughs> without how, them how has someone not invented prescription diving masks I know oh God, let's go on Dragon's Den <laughs> I know Bartlett. I'm going to WhatsApp him after this. <laughs> I say this because my daughter, bless her, she's more short-sighted than me, which is a shock. And she does swimming lessons. And I'm like, how do you see? She's like, I don't. I just, you know, I just follow a friend. I'm just like, it's so hard. So I always put contact lenses in my hand luggage, in my luggage, in my bra. Like there's contact lenses everywhere. But you've got spare specs anyway. I like that. Yeah. Let's go back to the beginning. What sort of holidays, if any, did you go on as a child? Um, always Barbados or New York, and I don't mean. <laughs> so you're quite lucky then, because m- uh, many of my guests sort of went on an aeroplane maybe once or never as oh children. So again, I was raised by my maternal grandparents, and my grandparents took travel very seriously. I was told I had a um, passport at three months, and I was on my first flight at eight months. And I'd travel at le- I'd be on the plane at least three times every year between then and turning fifteen, without a doubt. So I I was never scared of planes. I was excited. My father's Jamaican. So some Christmases I spent in Jamaica. That was a trip. Like, because you connect Christmas to cold weather and all of a sudden you're sweating and like... What's Christmas like in Jamaica then? It's very, very church-based. Is, is, there, is there turkey just with more interesting spices? <laughs> literally. Like, literally, the food is better. It's a giant scotch bonnet in oh a massive turkey. Oh my God, don't get me started. Oh, I loved Christmases in Jamaica. So there's this thing right where I'm and I try not to 
I don't even want to use the word judgy. I'm just always really shocked when people are like, yeah, I took my first flight at 20. And that's when I realised how lucky I've been. Mm. I'm like, damn, I've been flying since before. I knew what flying was. Mm. But so many of my mates were like, no, I've not been on a plane or I've never been abroad. Yeah. So I feel very lucky. So that's great. You got that. So that's interesting that you got that philosophy that you put travel and education oh, as gosh. the top two. Do you, by that, do you mean that's the top two things you would spend your income on and lavish on your children? Because, by the way, for the record, I'm the same. <laughs> I've, I, I've put, no matter what stage my career is at in comedy, trust me, it's like like yeah, being an yeah, author. Yeah. One minute you're hot, one minute you're yeah. not, one minute you're rich, one minute you're poor, <laughs> one minute you're touring, one minute you're twiddling your thumbs in a travel lodge questioning your life choices. <laughs> but still, the best school I can put my daughter in, yeah. and people are like, why do you go and see a mini holiday? It's like, no, I'm not going on four holidays Ooh. a year to show off. I'm going in because I'm passionate. I don't want to take my saying my stuff to the graveyard exactly. I want to have experiences I'm only going to be a human being once if I'm lucky 90 years if yeah. I'm average 80 years it's, it's going by quick so quick and you know what you've hit the nail on the head so I spent time in India and how that came about there was a charity that wanted to send kids who couldn't afford to go on a gap year to different countries and I remember just because I'm little and black I was like oh they're definitely going to send me Ghana because Ghana was on the list I'm going to Ghana I'm going to Ghana and then when they pulled my name and they were like India I froze I was like uh-uh you got the wrong country love I, I can't do that and I remember going to my dad literally like in tears and my dad was like if it's the last thing I do you're getting on that plane my dad was like you need to understand that Brixton and South London and maybe even just the Caribbean is not all there is to the world and he was like I have no doubt that that trip is going to change your life and oh my lord it was like having my brain blown open to India is just such a it's just such a rush of culture and such different culture from the way they interact with each other and the smells and the spices and the changed my life forever and I was 20 when I went and so that was really I think my passageway into adulthood was mm. being thrown into a space where I didn't matter no one cared what I thought I'm not the centre of the universe this is the way we do things deal with it huge like I I don't have a uni degree and I often say that like I'm a graduate of the world for that experience. Wow. And where did you go in India? So we went to a place called Himachal Pradesh, way up north. You can like see the mountains and we were teaching kids English in a very rural school there. I remember one time I actually, two two funny incidences. Number one, I forgot you can't take your malaria tablets on an empty stomach. And on the morning of going to see the Taj Mahal, I vomited on the steps of the Taj Mahal. Wow. That was wonderful. Wow. And then one time the brakes on our Jeep failed and I fell out the back door into a river filled with leeches and then there were <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you're an I'm a celebrity rather than like... and then like all my my mates are like trying to pull leeches off my back. Oh my backside. god, they attached to you. Literally. Literally. <laughs> Look at your face. Uh, I don't know. Obviously as a man I'm conjuring different images. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm scared of all creepy crawlies. Yeah, one that one that actually penetrates your skin and, and starts sucking your and blood. They, and they suck. They were sucking so quickly. Like, were you oh, screaming? Screaming. <laughs> and then all the villagers came out their houses. And they were cracking up. And I was just, oh my god. <laughs> oh, I love that. You're describe yourself as a give it a try type of person, yes, right? So, yes. what's the best thing you've ever just given a go at whilst travelling, apart from leech oh, immersion? What have I just given. Do you know what? For me, it was a big fear getting in the ocean um, in Barbados because I'm not the strongest swimmer. Finally, 
allowing myself to have that experience uh yeah it changed my life for the better for sure and it encouraged me to become a better swimmer but I just got to that point in my life where I was sick of watching everyone jump off a boat and I'm like sitting on the edge being really scared you know I was like I'm actually gonna give it a try and I put a little life jacket on I got in the water and yeah it just changed my life and have you improved your swimming since then absolutely absolutely I can now like do lengths I'm out of a jacket yes and also it's something I needed my kids to see because notorious Obviously, for, for many different reasons, um, black people aren't usually strong swimmers or we're scared of swimming. And so it's really important for me that my kids see me enjoying swimming because not only is it wonderful, it's for safety. You need to know how to swim. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about um, your relationship to travel. Mm. I want to get to know your travel personality. Mm. What drives you onto that aeroplane to <gasps> see the world? I think it would have to be sun forward slash recharging. I'm not big on socialising. I'm not a people person. I'm very <laughs> like, what, like I don't get out of the car on the school run. And it can sometimes <laughs> be misread as rude, but maybe... It's just a, I've got this image of the car not even slowing down <laughs> and the car being ejected. <laughs> Like, I don't know what it was. I was an only child for quite a long time. I loved reading. I loved being in my own world. So socialising is not necessarily something I depend on. So it's definitely for me sun and recharging and trying to like shut off. The only time that's not the case is I have a deep, deep affinity for New York. I don't quite understand where it comes from, mm. especially because I was born and raised in London and I no longer live in London. I'm like, why are you craving another dirty, noisy city? But do you not think that's why you're craving New York? Because there must be some part of your childhood that you associate with. I'm oh. assuming you associate with safety and love. Like oh, yeah. You look, so you're, that's why I think there's that weird thing sometimes when you end up dating someone who looks like your mum or your dad. Yeah. And people find it a bit weird, but it's not like it's not a sexual thing. It's because you're trying to repeat that feeling of safety Absolutely. so maybe when you there's a comfort in New York as dirty and noisy as it is that reminds you of a more innocent time oh do you know why you've hit the nail on the head so like I said my my maternal family are all from Barbados my nan is one of 16 children a few are dead now but everyone either went to England or New York and so every year she'd take me to see all of my New York like extended family and I'd arrive at my great uncle's like Brooklyn townhouse just off Flatbush Avenue it was insane mm. like fire hydrants being broken open ice cream men and I just used to get like bubbles in my tummy every like time being we in go. a film yeah, yeah I, I went just before Christmas last Christmas absolutely it's unreal the, the, the you're in Macy's you feel like yeah. Tom Hanks is going to burst out start <laughs> playing a piano in the toy shop we went in we went to that toy shop we did oh Empire gosh. State um, the g- girls went ice skating because I'm too clumsy I'll just slice <laughs> my fingers off and uh, have you been again recently to New York? Yeah, or? I went um, about four weeks ago and I'm really? going again oh, in another four weeks because we're trying to move there. We've made that decision. Really? Yeah, that we're trying when to... When you say we, you mean... Yeah, my husband, my kids. And we're trying to make the transition when my daughter ends primary school. So we've got about three years. The reality is, though, <laughs> if you think London's expensive... No, and I've just been there. In New York is... Mate, everything, every meal for four people, no matter what you do, is $250. Easy. 
Easy. So we went to the, the little bagel. That, next to our hotel, there's a bagel place. We went, come on, guys, let's just try and claw a bit back. I know I'm doing all right, but don't take the mic. You know. And it was $100 for four of us. And what's happened is, I don't think it's New York's expensive. I think the pound has just taken such a... Such a plummet. A, a battery. Yes. The $90 is now 90 quid. Yeah, it's insane. Like a punnet of strawberries was $15. What the hell? I was just like, how do people survive here? And yeah, I'm trying to make the move. So yeah. our plan is for me to go back and forth for the next couple of years and try and like lay some groundwork and make some connections but that's the dream so it obviously means a lot to you the city you've been there yeah. throughout the years yeah um what does it mean em- emotionally to, to be there and what would you recommend people do emotionally for me when i go to new york i feel like there's no glass ceiling in my industry especially in the uk being a woman and being black i can feel this this glass ceiling getting lower and lower and lower and the things i want to do they feel like they're a little bit further away and when i go to new york i feel like anything's possible and i know that's part of like the whole american dream but i really go there and i'm like i can do this this and this also i find in new york you just have one idea and there's 20 people that want to help you execute it. Whereas in, like, England gives very much prove yourself. In America? You can do what you want. Chris Rock can do stand-up do and then be in a field. Like, yeah. people don't seem to pigeonhole you much yes. based on what you are or yeah. where you're from. Yeah. And see, the thing is, in the UK, and you're right there, it doesn't matter that you're a white male. In the UK, once they put a label on you, yeah. that's... They're like, no, you stay right there. Whereas in America, especially in New York, you just get the breadth of anything you want to do. So for me, that's like the ultimate pull, the ultimate tie. And I think also there's a big family pull. Like I said, I've been going there my entire life. It's the place I've got my best memories. And I remember the first time I took my daughter, she was five and she cried getting on the airplane back home. She was like, mum, why do we have to go home? Like, this is where I want to be. And in my head, I was like, don't you worry, darling. I'm working on and it. And was that because you, there's the stuff you'd done when you were there? Yeah, I think so. Or the I, family you'd I think seen it or? was family. I think it was the hustle and bustle. Again, just, yeah, there's just an energy there. Mm. And for me, you know, I know people, yes, do the Empire State Building, do the Statue of Liberty, do all of that. No, hit the ground and walk around. That's the thing, because oh. it's so expensive, but the best things we did were free. Yeah. Just look up the just, architecture. Oh, my god. Speak gosh, to people in like, shops and the little interactions yeah. you have with New Yorkers and themselves like go to the one of my favorite museums i think it's the brooklyn museum i love that museum and especially don't get caught in like the soho tribeca hype get yourself to brooklyn like brooklyn williamsburg and the food in brooklyn we went to this place what's it called i think pies and thighs pies doesn't mean like a steak pie it means (laughs) it means that you have it for dessert there pies and thighs was unreal it was like southern fried food in the fact that's my recommendation if you go to williamsburg brooklyn similar areas yeah pies and thighs oh the food although like their portions mate yeah you come come back with diabetes (laughs) you are you are coming back with diabetes you can't you can't avoid it No, it was absolutely amazing. Just like just walk, walking around the streets, lo- looking at the place. I know yes. it sounds like such a glib thing to say, but it's it, it was as powerful as some of the things we paid to do. All the different exactly. the different attractions. Exactly. Obviously, when you're, I'm assuming you're always writing when you're away. <laughs> it's always work. Yeah, Today you're is work. On. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's details from today probably that will crop up in a book. You, yes. you can't help it. Yeah. Everything is stand up for me. Anytime I laugh, I'm thinking, oh, I might mention that oh, on yeah. on stage. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, so is it possible to travel and not be a writer? I don't think it's even possible. It's is not. Po- it? It's, it isn't possible because I'm always, like you said, even if I'm not working on a book in that moment, I see something that sparks an idea. And got my husband knows this, but the boys in New York are so buff. I'm like, <laughs> why are you so handsome? And then I'm thinking of a character. In oh, the- now we know why you're moving. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, there's, for the culture I'm like, there's always like, there's always moving parts in your brain, especially the way that we have to be creative. So no, I'm never completely off. No. Never, never, never. And you're a Sex in the City fan, aren't you? Talking uh, about huge. buff men in New York. Yeah. So you think you're living out that fantasy? Oh really? my you're gosh. Samantha or something. Uh, well, which God. one would you be? I'm definitely, I'm definitely Carrie with better life oh. choices though. All men like, are Samantha. I, I went with... <laughs> But the thing is, <laughs> Carrie chose Big and I married Aiden. That's the biggest difference. Oh, mm. thought that's going to be the headline. <laughs> okay, let's uh, delve into that hand luggage. What is item number two? Red lipstick. Red. <laughs> no hesitation. That's the type of answer my wife would give. So, so far, we've had contact lenses and lipstick. <laughs> the malaria pills aren't even in there. I need my red lipstick. I, I, Why is that? It's just it, it. It just gives me a zhuzh. It makes me feel alive. And my husband's always complaining. He's like, Candice, it's going to be forty degrees. Why are you taking your entire makeup bag? And the reality is, I hardly wear anything in a. But I always wear it. Look at the passport photo. I've uh, always yeah, got exactly. red exactly an accessory creeping yeah, in as well. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I need my red lippy. You never know what moment you're going to be in as well. Because I am like a fashion holidayer if that makes sense what does that mean tell us about that outfits are curated three weeks in advance i'm checking (laughs) the weather are these shoes suitable to new york for five days i took three suitcases i saw that now i know i know you do a thing where people try and go into your wardrobe and tell you what to wear when you speak to them i've seen you do that on your socials but when you're going on holiday do you just take like pieces where you can create outfits when you're there or do you know like day two dinner i'll be wearing that dress with those shoes it's day two dinner right it's a proper itinerary i've got things laid out sometimes my um great assistant will help me put things in like an excel spreadsheet i'm very (laughs) very serious Are you the type of person that sucks the fan out of the holiday on TripAdvisor before takeoff? Oh, no. No, no, no. no. I am. I'm not, oh, no. <laughs> Lindsay, I'm like, I wonder if there's any hidden gems. Not hidden. Uh, side street, day three no. steak. <laughs> I do like to have a bit of a, a, a just like a nosy. That I think... I Just with I, outfits, you don't take any risks. What, no. I, I like my clothes, but I think when you're travelling with kids knowing those things like being that trip advisor person is really important thank you but when it's just me or alone or me and my husband or me and my mates I don't care but with kids I feel like you need to be quite regimented I know we're on holiday but I still need them to be entertained I need my youngest to have a somewhat decent bedtime so having a little bit of a plan in advance I need that that. I do understand this but my wife won't even do the school run without a little bit of lippy on a little bit of makeup yeah. Uh, always, even if she's not leaving the car like yourself, <laughs> due to loathing humanity. Still, if people look through that glass, they're going to see that lippy, aren't they? Exactly. <laughs> it makes me happy. <laughs> so anyone who follows you on socials, reads your books, listens to your podcast, knows that you give great advice. And you particularly <laughs> give great money advice. Yeah. So whilst I have you, yeah. we want to get your travel finance tips, okay? Mm. In your experience, where should we spend, where should we save when it comes to holidays? This is going to sound weird. I'm not 
that big on bougie hotels. In my opinion, if you're traveling the right way, that should be the place you spend the least of your time. So that's where I will cut back and I will always spend on good food. I'm like a foodie. I want to know the best restaurants. So for me, I'll pull back on the hotel a bit and then go for the food. And always, always, and I learned this the hard way when I was young, uh, but especially traveling on a budget, you've got to have some kind of emergency fund. You never know what can happen, even if it's just an extra two, three hundred quid. As what do you padding. mean in cash in the safe, just in yeah, case? Yeah, just in case. You never know. Um, I'm big on having an emergency fund. But for me, don't get me wrong, Like I like the finer things in life. So if someone wants to sponsor me in a five-star hotel, I'm not going to say no. Yeah, exactly. Just for, li- for, anyone listening, for anyone listening, particularly any two affiliated <laughs> resorts. To be clear, Candice wasn't saying stick me in a three-star hotel. No, I wasn't off. saying that. But if I'm paying... Five uh, T's, please. I'm going to like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a bit flexible with where I'm sleeping. Does that, what, what's your views on an all-inclusive then? For kids, love it. Yeah. Actually, for me, love it. You if know, the food's good. That's the, but that's when it's worth going a bit posh at the hotel because you know the yes, food's going to be... Yes, yes. That's my thinking. Exactly. So we're going to... Greece soon I think as a family and I we have gone spent a bit more on the hotel because it's really great all inclusive mm. what I don't want is I'm a savage when I'm hungry so I don't want me <laughs> and two kids losing our minds looking for somewhere to eat mm. no 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 I'd rather know that we've paid a bit more upfront for a great all inclusive and then we can go and do adventures but come back to some exactly. it's foods. exciting all inclusive you know like when it, when it's like ultra all inclusive and even like the fine dining restaurants are included we yeah. still end up at the buffet is that because that's a kids thing right my, yeah, my, when you're with chips. a child they don't want some posh dude in a bow tie and, and it's 20 <gasps> minutes till a pizza rocks up I want to be straight at the buffet although my daughter oh my gosh one time this is very privileged guys you can judge me in your own homes but we got a, a really beautiful gifted trip to Greece we've been taken on this yacht and they're like bringing her fresh sea bass and watermelon and, and now my daughter's like what's your favorite oh I'd love a bit of sea bass mum I'd love a bit of sushi I thought bloody hell what was I a bit like you coming up like rubbing them pennies together but do, like, you, do you feel a bit worried when because I've, I've had other guests on here that are conflicted when their kids say that part of them are like yes you know yeah. I didn't have it I want to give my kids everything I don't care yeah. I'm going to spoil them and then the other part is I want to teach them yeah. the value of things so that they work as hard as I do when I get older and I have it I'm exactly on the <sighs> fence with that me and Lindsay in fact how can I put this have a bit of to and fro about it yeah she's much more like no it's run out we can't afford it it's not happening yeah you know there's no flatbed on this flight yeah. type thing yeah. so when my daughter went is it going to be flatbeds daddy like, <laughs> part, part of me was like I failed and the other part no. was like I've succeeded my brain yeah the two cultural parts of my brain bumped into each other yeah do you know what I it's a massive struggle for me again coming up very working class you know what's so funny I've now clocked my family only spent money on holidays but yeah, that was a great thing. thing to do I know like you said that is your education that education. is your degree do you know what I mean but now I struggle with that and there are so, I think I said on social media recently I said I wonder where my kids are going to get their bite from Right. Where are you going to get your... You've not had to hustle. You've not had to struggle. It terrifies me. Like, where are you going to... And then, though, so many people jumped in the comments and said, Candice, do not do that. They were like, life is always going to throw them curveballs that you cannot. And that, like, took my breath away because also I felt a bit bad. I'm like, yeah, why, why am I pushing doom and gloom on you? Mm. Why am I pushing... Strong? Like It's just that money-making muscle, though. I That's know. The, it's not doom. But, I but wanna... they see you work. True, true. They see you... Yeah. Like, don't 
don't underestimate that. Like, even my five-year-old this morning was like, you going to work this morning? Yeah, I'm going. They see us work, so don't underestimate that. I'm getting therapy today. <laughs> What's the biggest money lesson you've learned whilst travelling? I try not to use my credit card too much on a holiday. I just find, you know, sun, sea, bitter drinks, it's easy to just be like, yeah, get that, get that, get that. Then you get home to this god-awful bill, you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't really need that thing. So I am a big cash spender on holiday. This money's for this, this money's for that. I try not to go down the credit card route. That's interesting. Yeah. And would you divide it into, like, if you're a week, into seven portions? Would you go that far? I have in my time. Mm, Not now, no, but I I remember last time, so... A year ago when I went to New York, right, in the airport before I took off, I spent so much money. In London? In London. I weren't oh, even no on the... No I was just gobsmacked with myself. I rung my husband shaking. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. This is bags and shoes. Do you know it's what just... I mean? I'm like, oh, my God. So for me, I'm a bit more... I've reined it in. I'm not going to put stuff on my credit card. So we know you've been to Italy. We know you've been to New York. Yeah. I saw a French stamp in there, so I'm assuming you've been to Paris. Mm-hmm. So what are your great shopping experiences? Oh, my gosh. Okay, really randomly, um, the souks in Marrakesh, mind-blowing. The ability to haggle, like, they love the haggle. The fake luxury goods, get in, yeah. bruv. <laughs> as, as long as I've not got a label on. If they're suggestive of Prada... You know, when they get one letter wrong, like, I'm sure Prada doesn't have two A's in her Honestly, <laughs> like, I had the time of my life. I love shopping there and it's great oh, for homeware and house pieces. And we've recently just moved home. And so Marrakesh for me, it made me shop on a, how can I explain this? Shopping in New York and Paris, don't get me wrong, it's wonderful, but it's also certain brands, certain designers, you don't, it's not very authentic to the place. Whereas I think Marrakesh, the patterns, the vibrancy, blew my mind shopping wise. Great, yeah, so you're actually shopping the culture is another way to see that. That's a good way to sell it to the husbands, ladies. It's my way of experiencing the place. Exactly. I was in Milan, it would have been rude not to buy it. Get out! Yeah, no, so, so so we're going there. We'll, we'll have to. Have, I'm gonna have a bit of a haggle and a, and a walk around. Yeah, I'm gonna, do I'm it. gonna hit the souks hard. Would, is it worth taking a bit an extra case? Always. And then having just putting a few function items in, and then you can fill it up yeah, with cool stuff to bring home. Yeah, always, always take the extra case, especially if you know you're gonna be in a place where you're gonna shop. Ah. I'm big on taking extra. And I've got mates who specifically because Marrakesh is big on like tapestry and rugs. They do that whole shipping thing, ah. so they'll like buy five rugs, have it shipped back. And Marrakesh is a really good place for that. They understand that shipping process really, really well. Okay, let's delve into that case. What is item number three? Just more underwear than you think you're going to need. Okay. Always more. So like, oh, I'm going for seven days and I'm going to take 15. No, I'll take 30. I've just had too many situations <laughs> where I'm like hand washing underwear in the Caribbean Sea. Right. I'm sure it's very clean. It's it very sounds ru- rustic, that. Like, like, like an 18th century painting or something. <laughs> but I'm like, just pack more underwear than you think you're going to need. So what do you think of commando travellers then? Oh my God, why would you do that? Well, that's Why I agree. Would you do I, that? I'm in agreement, but I promise you, there's a lot of particularly female people now Are screaming at their speakers, going, "Why, why bother?" Particularly if you're in a dress or a skirt, it's oh, cooler. No, Built-in aircon. Oh no, love, no, no, no. And my thighs rub together too much for that shit. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I suppose you need non-inflammatory fabric then. Obviously. Like, like, no, 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 no. Do you know what though? Also, I'll I'll throw into there. Um, I use this like uh, five stick rub. So girls, even guys, if 
you've got like chubby thighs and you want to rock your shorts, there's this special stick you can like run down your legs. I think runners Fire use stick. it. Yeah, like, yeah. I would have called yeah. it cool stick. I mean, I don't want to have a go at the I inventors. I can't remember what the name is, but in my mind, I call it the chub rub stick. It just stops your thighs from like causing a fight. <laughs> wow. I can see a branded deal coming for you here. Congratulations. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so we we've spoken a bit about traveling with. Um, we haven't really explored what it's like traveling with the family. But uh, before we talk about traveling with kids and all that, do you travel alone much on purpose? Not just for work. Do you yes. ever do you ever just get on a plane and go somewhere, or did you do it in your past? How important is that? And what is we would probably have very different experiences uh, doing absolutely. that. Absolutely, I'm a big, big solo traveler. Before I fell pregnant with our first child, my, I said to my partner, now my husband, I said. I need five to ten working days off every year by myself to travel by myself. Mm. I was like, that is a non-negotiable if you even think we're going to have a kid together. Not only did he give me that, as our as our income has increased, it's increased to 20 days for each of us. And we spread that over the year. We think it God, is... It's like you've got an HR department oh, in the living it's room. It's like, it's so <laughs> important... For you to That's get excellent. out of each other's faces yeah. or like have that experience of travel by yourself. And so now we make a duty of doing that every year. And I think our marriage and our entire household is better for it. Guys, relationship bombs going off. <laughs> I suppose because me and Lindsay get that by virtue of my ridiculous job. Yeah. So like, I've, just, I've got Stockholm, Copenhagen. Yeah. I get two, three days here and there. So I wouldn't dare ask for more. For more. <laughs> so I just to make, need to make sure she's getting the same. Exactly. There's talk of a little St. Lucia with the girls <gasps> later in the year. Saint or New Orleans. New Orleans is somewhere you've been. Have you been there? Never. And it is... That's where she's look, been on going. I've just come alive. That's like my... Yeah. Dr- like the culture, the vibe, the food. Oh my God, I'm yeah. so jealous. So I, I have been... We went there for Lindsay's 30th. Was it sick? Was it's, it amazing? It is, again, like the film version of the city. So you'll be walking down a side street yeah. and there was a brass band. You, you sort of have like beers all day so you end up a little bit tipsy. You have like a crocodile sausage crawfish catfish all this weird stuff back to the hotel and then if you want if you've not got the kids with you you can get the childcare go dancing because the R&B there there's no no club there's no VIP you just go up some stairs and it's just a sweat box with everyone grinding like they're trying to make peppercorns turn to (laughs) dust I had the best time oh my gosh I'm going and people did not expect me to have an English accent (laughs) all these women were like where are you from I'm from England and they were like (laughs) I was on cod liver oil or something and my butt was on the floor <laughs> screaming it no, was great everyone says it's amazing it's about music it's all types of music so if you're into the jazz yeah. the culture the food the it's unreal okay yes okay. it's a good place to see okay, okay. Oh God, I lost where I was then oh yeah travelling as a couple do you, do, you, do you often because some couples just won't leave the children and go away together oh we love to leave the kids leave yeah. the kids anytime I get they've got a great godmother we've got a great like supportive unit around us so we go away as a couple two to three times a year even but if it's just a short stint to say Paris or like our New York trip was just us so we do that a lot what do you do about the judgy people you know the older generation oh they can get stuff mate I'm but do you not... ever get any judgy comments we do no, it's do nice I... that you do it it's not something we would have done do I I don't know. Uh, maybe I do get... I, mean, know, I just don't search. Like, the earth mummies and daddies who have oh, got 10-year-olds strapped oh, to them in a papoose. And I'm not trying to judge them, but I'm just like... Don't. I actually think, and I've seen it, and their godmother says it, there is also growth for the kids in us not being there. Mm, then, like, yeah, I'm getting that printed on a T-shirt, Yeah, there's, gro- yeah, there's growth there's for growth them. There's growth for the kids when we're... We're not there. Because yes. they're not just so dependent. Our mom, you know what I mean? They get to depend on other people. They get to depend on themselves. And it makes us a better family for it. 
You don't need, especially like my son's just turned five. So in the early, early days, that's hard. Like, I don't think I'd leave a one-year-old or a two-year-old, although I have left him at that age for work with my husband. I've got no problem with that. But I think maybe the two of us being away at the same time. But he's five now. Sayonara, love. Like, <laughs> It's interesting fine. you say one and two-year-old because that's the age when I started to struggle. I'm, I'm, mm. like, I'm like the emotional, can't leave my baby. One out the two of us, right? <laughs> I think it's a little bit of guilt because of what I do for a living. I'm away so much. Yeah. But up until 18 months is when they start communicating. Yes. Whereas naught to one yeah. obviously there's some practical aspects of, of, of feeding and all of that mm. stuff I said to Lindsay when she was like five six months pregnant I said we're going to put a trip in the diary yeah. for New York funnily enough I feel like we like the same places <laughs> New York three nights me and you yeah. when the baby's five months old and the reason we're doing that is mm. if all of these emotions kick in where we can't leave the baby we could turn into those people that never leave their kids that till they're never, 15 yeah. let's rip the plaster up why it's still a milk slug that doesn't love even know that. we're not there love that we've got, we've got four grandparents all eager to be involved yeah. we're not little, you know there's no guilt there and we went and it yeah. was tough but it set up this pattern that you've described mm-hmm. but I've never heard that label independent growth yeah independent it, I love that you know what I mean and the thing is you also get to see how good you're being as a parent because mm. now you're not around and you can just get feedback it's a necessity for everyone but like you said I love that rip that plaster off there's a nice night on this Saturday I think me and Lindsay <laughs> might go out for a bit of independent growth dancing <laughs> that is getting used a lot in the next six months so travelling with the kids how do you mm. how do you find that any tips um <laughs> yeah my tip is travel business class no I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> that's a good tip like honestly you just got to plan 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 um i found it so much harder when you need the car seat and the buggy and the away cot and all those contraptions as soon as my son dropped those i just found traveling a lot easier also when traveling with kids right just take the pressure off and let them lead they'll let you know what they're in the mood for i think if you come in with this itinerary and we've got to do this and it just all falls flat you really have to like lower your expectations to underground when traveling with kids because mm. you don't my son when we first took him to Barbados he was eight months and he cried for the first four days relentlessly the heat the mosquitoes the time difference and he didn't start feeling it and we were going back home do you know what I mean mm. and it was what it was you can't fight that so I do think just really lower your expectations do not put pressure on them and like let their mood lead the day unfortunately when you're traveling with kids it's not a holiday, mate. Like, yeah. it's an experience. It's not a holiday. So what I noticed the difference between me and Lindsay, when, when Minna was very little, what mm. I call the milk, milk slug stage, yeah. milk in, poo out, <laughs> and then you're supposed to get something out of that. <laughs> but uh, when she gets a year and 12, 18 months, two years, I noticed all of a sudden a nice villa with a pool wasn't so much fun anymore. Uh. I, I went from, what if there's Brits around the pool and I get hassled to, <laughs> please let there be Brits around the pool. <laughs> With children. Yeah. And I found myself going around the pool. I realised how bizarre it's like, have you got a daughter? Is she six or seven? Oh. <laughs> like sounded, but I'm so desperate. If I see yeah. a little girl that's the same age as my girl, I'm like, please let a little girl speak English. Yeah. Are you, yeah. Have you, so I now, I don't want my... If they like, oh, we'll upgrade you to the private pool. I'm like, no, no please. No, 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 no. Please. Like the, and also, when I look back, to being very very young making friends on holiday was the best part yeah. those friends you thought you're going to have forever but you're never going to see them again that was the best part of the holiday so yeah I do seek out places that are now bustling and busy mm. like being alone in a really great villa is cool if it's you and 
the one you want to be alone with. But with kids, you want them to be entertained. Yeah. You want them. Is it easier with two kids? Because I've only got one. Do they? Is it easier with two? It is. I'm mm. not going to lie to you. It's a lot easier um, because they help entertain each other. And I never do it to my eldest because, like, I had to do it and I didn't quite like it. I don't like adultify her and make her play mum, but it's just nice to have extra hands. I'll just watch your brother. It's nice. Yeah. And when, when she doesn't do it right, she'll go, he was experiencing independent growth. <laughs> I love this. I love <laughs> uh, Just a little bit about Barbados. It has Ooh, come up more than once in this yeah. series. I'm not going to lie. And uh, a little bit of uh, insight into what I'm doing this year. I'm going Barbados December. I'm going. Yes. Pre-Christmas. Oh, seven nights. Seven nights. Uh, we're in a sort of... Com- it is, it's a villa, but within a hotel complex. A okay. shared pool, other children there and all that. Yeah. Talk me through Barbados. Is, oh, I do, I do want to get out of the hotel in a few days. Would you recommend that? Uh, sir. So Tell us what I to do. can say this because I have the best of both worlds. I, I'm still going to pick my words carefully. Of all the Caribbean islands, in my opinion, Barbados is the safest. So safe, so loving, so welcoming. You can go out at any time. Of course, you want to walk around Bridgetown. What, you know, you, there's no... no but Bajans listening, don't shoot me. You know it's true. There's no good shopping in Barbados. Like, it's not a fashion place, but you don't need all of that. No. You want the food, you want the vibes. You want to try Chefette, which is like our version of KFC, but way better. Mm. Have you ever drunk Morby before? What's that? You want to look for a drink called Morby. It's made from a tree bark and laced with like a thousand pounds worth of sugar. Oh. You need to try Morby. Is it like a rum type? No, no, no. Non alcoholic. Non alcoholic. But, but rum like, would go in it. Oh, oh, definitely. And it's like, <laughs> You want to like go to like a fish fan that's going to give you a fish sandwich. Oh, I can't. I can't look at me. I can't even. So, and Babatunda <laughs> was saying, and this goes for a lot of um, places, India as well. Mm. Get Find someone who can drive you around and show you the place. You Absolutely. get a bit of culture and history. Absolutely. And, it's, it's not a big island, Barbados. Oh, no, is it's it? tiny. Isn't it like. Oh my gosh! Uh, no, I, don't, the, I think where we're staying small. is that where we're staying is that uh, maybe the other end to Bridge. Yeah, Town, yeah, yeah. So you must be in Christchurch. I think you're going to be down that way, like near yeah. St Lawrence Gap. So yeah, you do want to travel. You do, and there are plenty of people to drive you around. And also, Barbados is very cheap in comparison to other islands and other places. Yeah, because the accommodation's not cheap. But then once you go out... The yeah, food... that's... Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. where you're going to save your money. But oh. So it's interesting because people listening to this, they'll be... Might be planning their St. Lucia's, their Antigua's, their Barbados. And you, it feels like you should always go all-inclusive. But you're... I think from what I've learned from hosting this... My biggest learning mm. has been when you're going to the Caribbean, consider not going all-inclusive yeah. because there's so much of the island to see. There's so much to see. Barbados is just beautiful to look at, but the beauty really is the community and being out on the road and, like, buying things from local vendors. Mm. So, like, if you can find, like, a half-board place maybe, that would be the way to go in my mind. I always think there should be a half board where you can have breakfast and lunch instead of breakfast and dinner. Because dinner is the one you want to go Dinner's out. Dinner's the out one, yeah. That's what I mean. So yeah. half board, breakfast yeah, and dinner, you're still trapped yeah, in the, the yeah. place, aren't you? Yeah, I think breakfast and lunch would be perfect. Okay, great. It's time for the quick fire round. Yeah. First question. Last minute trip or planned in advance? Last minute trip. So you're good with... Yeah. Improvising yeah. and impulsivity. Okay, the fashion's going to throw me off a bit. Yeah, how we'll you can do a last there. minute trip when you're planning each outfit? Down. Do you know what? I've done it in like four hours. No, last minute trip. I believe okay. in myself. <laughs> Getting to the airport early or just on time? Early, always early. Duty free. Well, it's not mm. that It's not that free, but... How are you going to yeah. melt your credit card? <laughs> your card has been declined. Right, I'm ready to board. 
Favourite beach destination? Barbados. Of course. Girls trip or romantic getaway? Girls trip. Yeah, honest at least. <laughs> Hurtful, but honest. Favourite city? New York. Yep, we've established that. <laughs> Top destination for food? Oh, wow, you've got me there. I'm going to say India. Of course. I'm going to say India. India. Yeah. Yeah. I've got done Goa and Kerala and both times. Oh, the palate is charmed. The, yeah, the, uh, my palate was just blown open there, India. Aisle seat or window seat? Window, always window. God, I'm not finding yeah. many of the aisle seat crew no, on this series. It. Gosh, you get, you, you get a great... Marrakesh, take the window. Trust me on that, okay. yeah? Take the window. I'm doing it. <laughs> Would you rather go on one two-week holiday or three mini breaks? Three mini breaks. Yeah, I love it. My mum can't get her head around yeah, it. Yeah, love That's a real working break. class. I like three weeks... <laughs> All inclusive. Do you know what? I cannot holiday for more than two weeks is my absolute max. After day eight, I get a bit tetchy. What, homesick or like bored? No, just like, I just think bored. Like, again, maybe it's a working class thing. It's like, I've got things to, to do. do. Yeah, you, you start know? to feel late, that yeah, laziness. Yeah. I've not worked. Someone's going to fill my place. Yeah. Someone's taking a gig I could have done. <laughs> yeah, I've had all that. Your favourite travel companion? My daughter, my, my almost 10-year-old daughter. Lay-in or early start? Early start. It's all the writers always yeah, the same. Yeah, early start. You know, they're always like, I rise at 5am. See, I don't even write at 5am. I'm just, I'm naturally up early. So, right, yeah, you've got that yeah, gene. Yeah, yeah. So are you annoying on holiday and out of bed really early? Very annoying. My husband hates it. <laughs> <laughs> Set the itinerary or go with the flow? Go with the flow. Ultimate bucket list destination? New Orleans. Best travel memory? Actually, I'm going to go with um, Naples. I'm going to go with Naples. I know this is a very strange thing to say, but my father dying, of course, hurtful, painful grief, all of that, it changed my life trajectory. And I'm actually grateful for the other side of that experience. It's so weird because my father passed away the month I tried stand-up. Mm. And I'm always uncomfortable saying it as well, but it's almost like... There was a kind of the king is dead, long live the king yeah, type thing. It just yeah. grew me up in a different way. And yes. I, the, the material that I got my career for was talking about my dad, which I never would have had the courage to talk about on stage were he alive. So yeah. I do get what you're you saying. You get what I'm saying. Totally. Thanks. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, we know that you're about to start writing. Is, yeah. is there anything we, we can talk about now? Is there something about, something about to go paperback? Um, what are you up to next? Anything you're presenting? Oh, no, just just follow me on all socials, guys. And I'm Candice Brathwaite. So that's B-R-A-T-H-W-A-I-T-E. I know some people say Braithwaite, but it's Brathwaite. I'm, I'm writing my second young adult novel now there are three books already out under my name feel free to purchase those mm -hmm. but that's where i am in life thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you candice brathway thank you very much uh, we have landed you have arrived you may disembark thank you for getting me here safely <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pack Your Bags with Tui. If you enjoyed this chat, share it with a friend. Make some noise. Leave a review. We want other people to hear about this show. We've got loads more to come. So follow, subscribe, the usual stuff. Oh, we're back next Wednesday with Hayley Morris. She's the comedian whose viral sketches have set the internet alight. You will definitely have seen her stuff. So do not miss that one. Feeling inspired to live your own main character moment in the Big Apple? You can live happy on your own New York City break sooner than you think. Head to tui.co.uk to find the perfect travel experience for you. Pack Your Bags was brought to you by Tui and produced by Chalk and Blade.